Hello, and welcome again to Small Business Digest Radio. My name is Donald Mazzella, and I am Editorial Director of Small Business Digest. We come to you through four media channels, here at Blog Talk Radio, through our online newsletters, via our magazine, and now video channel. They are now all available to you at smallbusinessdigest.net. That's smallbusinessdigest.net. Each month, we touch more than one million small business leaders through our various channels. Each hour here at Small Business Digest Radio, we hope to bring you information, strategies, and suggestions to help small business managers increase profits, add sales, better manage cash flow, improve employee management, and streamline operations. Our guests are carefully chosen for their expertise or experience. They do not pay to be on this program, but rather our editors and readers identify them. We also identify the topics of possible interest for our audiences. If you have any suggestions or, or particular topics you want to, us to cover, please cut, email us at info at smallbusinessdigest.net. That's info at smallbusinessdigest.net. Tonight's program, like all our efforts, have a wide diversity of guests talking about the topics you want to hear. I'm really happy uh, our next guest is joining us, perhaps one of the most famous names in America today, Mr. J.D. Powers. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Very happy to be here. Well, believe me, um, uh, 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 it, it, over the years I've marveled at what you, what you and your company have accomplished, and so um, uh, you're you're here tonight to talk about your book and some of the things that you're doing. Uh, and my first question uh, uh, is to all my guests: a little bit about your background, uh, uh, more about your personal side than your professional side. But the floor is yours. Okay. Well, um, I was born in 1931, the beginning of the Depression years. So uh, I've been around for quite a while. I'm 82 years old now and uh, still active. And uh, uh, But uh, I had uh, quite a bit of experience uh, prior to starting my own company. I was four years in the Coast Guard on an icebreaker, and then I went to graduate school at Wharton, Pennsylvania, and uh, after two years of that, I joined Ford Motor Company in uh, Michigan, and after that, uh, I moved uh, further west and ended up in Los Angeles and uh, worked for uh, Marplan Division of uh, McCann Erickson, and uh, finally decided to uh, do it myself uh, because they weren't listening to the research, and I wanted to make an impact. And uh, as it turns out, um, I uh, started on the kitchen table, and my wife, Julie, who well passed away 11 years ago, uh, uh, did all the work and had our four children 
doing the mailing of the questionnaires. And that was uh, how we got started. And unbelievably, I found out that a company named Toyota was just starting to market their cars in uh, uh, California, and uh, I went to work with them. And from there, as they say, uh, the rest is history. Uh, I read... I read recently that probably the two greatest influences on buyers' choices are your, is your company and consumers' reports um, as the two uh, most influence in terms of quality, et cetera. Um, and you're really to be congratulated in, in building the company and the, the brand that you have. Uh, but now tell us, <clears throat> you've taken all this experience and put it into a book. question is, why did you write a book? Well, uh, as you uh, remember, I uh, am getting along in years, and uh, I wanted to talk about my 50 years in the automobile industry uh, and uh, what uh, eventually I accomplished was to change the thinking in that industry and uh, the behavior, and it was to get them to listen to the customers as opposed to building the cars through engineering effort. And uh, uh, they, the engineers felt that they knew more about what customers wanted than the customers themselves. And it took uh, you know, about 25, 30 years before I started to uh, get the recognition that uh, we had some interesting information, and it changed the whole ball game. And today, all of the cars that are on the market are very close to one another in terms of quality and customer satisfaction. It took uh, 40 years to get there, though. Well, for our younger uh, listeners, uh, you and I, uh, I'm a little bit younger than you. Uh, there was a time when uh, uh, you, you wish you didn't buy a car that was made on a Monday or a Friday in um, in Detroit and that the, the quality issues and the style issues were really uh, let uh, uh, really left to people who really didn't listen. And I read uh, about several years ago about you, and it was uh, indicating that uh, you, you really did turn around how how the uh, the Japanese read you, and the uh, Detroit finally did. <coughs> now, uh, but now tell us a little bit more about your book. And well, uh, well, go ahead. I designed a couple of years trying to write it myself, and. Uh, I had 3,000 pages, and I knew nobody would read it. So we uh, had the uh, editor come in, and she ran the show and uh, got the uh, book uh, put together. took a couple more years, and uh, we uh, verified all of the uh, uh, information in the book, and... uh, it was designed to be 
non-automotive. Uh, there are dozens and dozens of books on uh, the automobile industry. But what I just wanted to do was design it so that the general public better understanding of how this uh, was accomplished and uh, the effort that it takes to get in there and uh, move the needle. Well, um, like, you know, uh, the number of tales of people who have started on the kitchen table and then grown, grown outward from there, it's, uh, uh, if you had to sum up uh, your years of experience, uh, what would you tell our audience that they should be doing as a small business? Well, uh, through the company, we uh, grew it. It started off as a family organization, and then we had to bring in staffing and uh, uh, all sorts of employees. And uh, what uh, you have to do is to uh, get them to join in on the family end of the business. And uh, to this day, it's, a, it's a considered by the employees to be a, a very family-oriented business, not necessarily by uh, marriage or uh, birth, but uh, it's uh, a, a thing that is very important to understand. People will do things right if you show them uh, what's uh, in store for them. And uh, I think that uh, I'm trying to get across that aspect of it. Uh, we ended up with uh, uh, summarizing uh, what we were looking for uh, out of the uh, employees after running a lot of uh, focus groups with the uh, associates. We uh, ended up with uh, uh, independent. You have to be independent in your thinking and uh, be independent of the clients that you have in terms of uh, saying it like it is. The second thing is uh, uh, integrity. And you have to have integrity among yourself and uh, all through uh, your working life. And uh, the third thing is impact. And if you don't have impact, uh, you uh, won't get anything done. Nobody will listen to it. So you have to have those three uh, characteristics. And every one of the associates uh, believed in that and still believe in it today, even though uh, we sold the company in '05 to McGraw Hill. Well, uh, being an ex McGraw Hiller, um, uh, that was a company that also believed in those values. Uh, yes. Uh, might and that's one of the... why we went with them. That's why we went with them. Uh, it's a. It, it, it was and is a great company. What's the name of your book? Power, P-O-W-E-R, and it, uh, on the cover we have the, the trophy. And most people don't know that there re really is a J.D. Power. And uh, so uh, that's another reason for the book, that there is 
an individual behind it. And uh, the uh, information that we give is uh, right from uh, the beginning of how we started uh, on the kitchen table. Uh, the poor kids and my wife did all the uh, mailing of the questionnaires. She had them lined up on uh, the kitchen table and then on the uh, the uh, carpet in the family room, and uh, they would pull the questionnaires and pull the letters and put the quarter incentives on and stuff the envelope and uh, put the stamps on and mail it out. That was uh, the real start of the of the business. And as we added people, uh, we uh, uh, had to find a, an office, uh, and uh, we expanded the office. And uh, by uh, 1995, I'd say, we have had over 850 associates. And uh, we were in uh, uh, seven uh, different countries, uh, along with the United States. And today, uh, I'd say now that uh, China is getting to be, uh, the name J.D. Power and Associates is getting to be more popular there than it is in the United States. So uh, we feel that uh, we're doing something right. I notice you use the words associate. Your your generation and my generation, we thought of as employees, but yet you you use the word associate. Uh, that mu- that must be very important to you. It is, and that was the uh, beginning of uh, right from the beginning. My business card said associate, and those were my wife and four kids in the beginning. So, uh, yes, uh, and everyone was an associate, and uh, you might have other titles like uh, manager or uh, supervisor or what have you, but everyone was considered an associate. I had the practice of going around uh, around 5 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, and they called it my uh, bed checking and uh, would talk informally with uh, all of the employees as they uh, turn up and uh, jokingly that say uh, I did it so that they wouldn't leave early from work but uh, it was uh, enlightening to me that the information I picked up just talking with uh, the associates on a uh, one-on-one basis and asking them what they think uh, needs to be done or what changes they would like to see. And I I think that that kind of philosophy goes a long way. And that reminds me of uh, uh, my days in the Coast Guard. I was on an icebreaker, and uh, I went to OCS, Officer Candidate School, and ended up graduating, and uh, they put me on an icebreaker, and here I am an ensign. I had never been on a ship before in my life, 
and here I am uh, trying to run things. I found, however, that you had to listen to everyone and get to know them and ask for their support. And the bosun mate or the uh, uh, quartermaster, uh, while uh, I had a rank above them, uh, I had to really uh, invest my effort to get them to help me do a good job because I never would have uh, been able to do it on my own. And I think that kind of a philosophy was uh, something that I tried to carry through the rest of my life. Well, that's a good philosophy for any uh, small business leader uh, to have. any final thoughts you'd like to say to this audience? You know, you've changed um, uh, um, a lot of thinking in America over the years. Um, I've, I've watched your company grow. I actually met, met your son many, many years ago when he came to M- McGraw Hill uh, to do. Uh, oh. to... My yes. Son James. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh... Well, I I think that uh, what, uh, you know, I was in uh, college, I was a liberal arts major, and uh, people uh, said, what are you going to do with that? Uh, I majored in English language and English studies, and uh, I learned a lot there as well. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, uh, Shakespeare has a good good bit of advice uh, in uh, the quotation, uh, above all, be uh, true to yourself. And I think that's another thing. If you're not true to yourself, uh, you you get into trouble. And by that, uh, my take from it is that uh, you have nothing to hide and you don't try to hide anything. So um, I think that uh, that's another bit of philosophy and uh, that's why uh, I could get along with uh, the seamen and the the, uh, uh, clerks on the ship and they would help me get the job done. And I wouldn't uh, ask anyone to uh, do a job that I wouldn't do myself. What a great way to look at it. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, Again, the name of your book? Power. P-O-W-E-R. No S. And uh, it's it's, uh, for general public. Uh, and and bus- businessmen, that's why I, I'm real happy to be on your program because uh, I feel that uh, I have a bit of uh, advice that would work for any type of business. Well, you certainly have changed uh, America in a lot of ways, and we thank you, and we hope you come back again and talk with us soon. Well, thank, thank you, John. Just how dangerous is social networking? 
Use of websites like Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube are all the rage. But what are the downsides of this new technology? The incidents of bullying, stalking, harassment, and inappropriate content are increasing. Just how dangerous is it? What can you do to protect your child and yourself from it? Go to protectivecountermeasures.com for a free hour-long video on the dangers of social networking. That's protectivecountermeasures.com for your free hour-long video. This is Don Mazzella. Uh, this is Small Business Digest Radio. And our, uh, our, ne- our next guest, Suzanne McGinnis, uh, is going to talk about the visuals and colors in this world. Uh, she wrote a very interesting article for us on, on this whole subject. Uh, you can uh, read about it on, on the web. It's the visuals that sell in today's world, and I couldn't agree with her more. Suzanne, welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, we always start by asking our guests to say a little bit about themselves, uh, how they got to where they are, and uh, just a little bit about yourself so our audience knows a little bit more. Sure. Well, I've um, I've got about 15-plus well, years' experience as a designer in the advertising and design world, and I've worked in various design shops and ad agencies in the Midwest and on the West Coast, um, working with clients who are small mom-and-pop shops up to Fortune 500 companies. So I've had um, some great experience there. And then about three years ago, I joined forces with two awesome partners, and we have our company three defined here in Austin, Texas, and we each have our own um, diverse backgrounds and areas of specialty that we focus on. So we've got someone who's our awesome business strategy person who does marketing plans, and I've got my all things web person who does uh, front end and back end web design and development, and then I round us out um, on the creative side doing design and uh, campaigns and, of course, my love of branding. Well, um and the name of your company is Three Defined. The, the number three defined. Yeah, spelled out T H R E E defined. Mm-hmm. Oh, dot com. Yep. Okay. Oh, oh, a, a quick question: uh, How did yeah. you end up in Austin? Um, I, we ended up moving here. My husband got a job transfer, actually, but um, we thought we were just going to be here for a second, and we love it. We've been here for over ten years now. It's an awesome, awesome town. Okay, now let's get to the topic at hand, sure. which is uh, visuals, color. Uh, yeah. In your article, in your article, uh, you have some basic mistakes identified. Um, uh, um, you, you've identified, and you start off the first one with saying, uh, "Doing too much: ten fonts, twenty-five colors, nine photos." <laughs> uh, I, I love the article. That's why I invited you on the program, oh, and so. So first, uh, 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 and we have plenty of time. So let's talk about that and, and your thoughts on that on that point first. Sure. Well, actually, I think small businesses, just in general, when they're getting started, um, you know, they're so busy and they don't have a lot of budget and they don't have a lot of time to think about all the different components. And a lot of times, when it comes to their visuals and their branding and graphics, um, they, you know, it's just, it's random. They end up just kind of throwing stuff up there and um, seeing what's going to stick. And unfortunately, that can be, you know, real costly because we are such a visual society. Um, you know, if we're in the grocery store and we're looking at two different 
lasagna packages. Um, if everything else is the same, we're going to pick the pretty one. We just can't help it. That's just how we are. Um, so when it comes to um, our clients, a lot of times they will have been in business for a little while, and then they're they're looking at all the different things, and they're like, what is going wrong? And we can see it right away. Um, a lot of times, uh, well, there's three main buckets, I guess, that we see that our clients, clients make mistakes doing. Um, and I'll kind of touch on them real quick, and then I'll explain a little bit more. Um, so the first one is that they are doing too much. Um, and the second one is that they're being inconsistent. And the third mistake we see is what we like to say, don't make them think. Um, so that first one is exactly what uh, you started to touch on. Uh, a lot of times when our clients don't have a plan in mind, uh, they just start grabbing random things. They'll grab 10 different fonts and 25 different colors and any photo they can find and um, instead of it, and um, and then it just ends up being a mishmash of, of visuals that kind of assault you and you're like, ah, and then you, you end up turning your customers off. Um, so we like to think of it almost like branding um, as kind of like a spaghetti sauce. Um, when your grandma's most delicious spaghetti sauce, you can be sure that she was really thoughtful about every single spice she put in there. Um, she didn't dump the whole spice rack in thinking that was going to make it better. She was real selective about it. So uh, when it comes to your brand, we, we recommend that you start off with the basics. You know, just one or two fonts is really all you need to um, make a good impression. And pick a couple of colors, one or two. Um, if we think of Starbucks, you think of that green color right away, or Home Depot is bright orange, um, Coca-Cola is red. You know, pick a color or two and really own it, and that's awesome. Um, and that's something that your clients can and customers can really identify with. Um, well, keep going. Yeah. So, and a lot of times, you know, this is a real specialty area, and a lot of people don't know anything about about these things. And there's what's great is you don't have to have a multi-million dollar budget and work with a huge agency to get help for these things. Um, there are great resources online. Um, these days that are just wonderful. If you don't know anything about fonts, you can go to, you can just look up font pairings. You know, they have wine and cheese pairings. They also have font pairings. So if you don't know anything, you can go online and um, just look it up, fonts.com or fontsquirrel.com or Smashing Magazine. They all have great resources there for the basics on fonts. Um, and the same thing with color. If you don't know anything about color, you have no idea where to start, you can look up color palettes. Um, you can go to Adobe's got a great program or product called CoolerAdobe.com, and there's Pinterest. Pinterest is another great resource for people that's free. Um, you can look up just about anything: color palettes, fonts, um, any sort of thing. You can get some great ideas there um, that can really help tighten up your brand. So, um, think spaghetti well, well, sauce. Get a recipe. And uh, start putting in your key ingredients to it. Okay, l let me stop here and ask you. You know, sure. there's many. There's been many discussions about the uh, websites, and let's let's talk about color. They're sure. they're, uh, they're talking. They say that red is the, uh, is the color that draws attention, and uh, I think it's blue for something else. Do you subscribe to any of those thoughts? Well, I think it really depends on your target market and who you're talking to. Obviously, if you have a kid's shop, you're going to pick different different colors than if you are a tool company. Um, 
I like to think also about it as going out on a date, your very first blind date. You wouldn't put everything on that you have in the closet. You want to think about who you're trying to attract and then be really selective. Um, so I think color plays a big part of that, and you want to think about um, that visual appeal and who you're speaking to. Uh, uh, so so, you, so you, uh, you, you're not thinking that um, uh, uh, a dominant color uh, will attract attention and keep keep the, uh, people going. Uh, and we're going to only talk about visual design. So let's move on. To, uh, 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 let's move on to your second point, which is being sure. in, uh, being inconsistent. Yep. Change and back to little. my spaghetti sauce analogy. Um, once you've come up with your recipe and you've got your couple fonts and you've got your um, your colors and sort of your basics that you want to do that are are, are your brand, don't mess with it. Um, a lot of times we see our clients will try something for a week or a month and then they freak out and they decide to change the change the plan or they just throw up a color or a new font or something just because it seems fun. And instead of that being fun, it ends up, um, ends up being really confusing. It's like an identity crisis. <laughs> like every time you come there, you're like, who am I talking to now? You mm-hmm. know, the tone changes and... Um, the looks change, and that's confusing. So you want to be consistent. Um, I like to think about those beautiful golden arches that we see anywhere in the world. Um, we recognize those because they are consistent. It's that same yellow color every single time, and it's that same font every single time, and that's what works. So stay consistent. Once you have your recipe, stay consistent. Well, uh, McDonald's has spent billions of dollars doing that, and we're talking <laughs> yeah. the small... Well, we're talking to um, to small businesses, and, right. and they're coming on, and, and they're looking at limited budgets, limited time, et cetera. Absolutely. Um, yep, well, and go ahead. You go. Keep no, and I, I think, um, but I, I think the point about being consistent doesn't have to cost anything. Um, once you come up with your recipe, whatever that is, just stay consistent with it. Don't change your game plan over and over again. Um, and if you need advice on some of these things, um, you, there's all these different resources online that you can look up. Um, there's also some other non-expensive ways you can go about. You can just Google industries um, that are similar to yours, Google them, and check them out. See if your site or your storefront is up to snuff with what else is out there. You can also ask a friend, a very honest sort of someone who's going to point out spinach in your teeth friend, um, what they think of your brand and your menu or your website or whatever, um, and get some real honest feedback. You can also, um, and we do this all the time, you can hire an agency just to do a consultation and just spend an hour or two with them and say, hey, this, I need some advice. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and that's a very inexpensive way. We're happy to tell people, yeah, you're doing great in these two areas, and this is one other area that you might want to tighten up. Um, so those are some real, you don't have to have millions of dollars to do that. Um, and I think it's so important. I think off with bad visuals is worse and more costly in the long run. Um, it's definitely worth investing a little in, absolutely. Well, uh, l- let's go to another topic for a minute. Let's talk sure. about pictures on the website. Yeah. Uh, um uh, you know, if you're if you're a widget manufacturer, putting a widget on the on the 
first page. And by the way, I want to go into the back pages as well. But uh, 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 because you're so articulate on the subject, um, uh, is it better to put the widget on the front page or a picture of a, a handsome man or a beautiful woman? Um, I will say that photography, 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 if you are going to put a visual up, make sure it's of good quality. I think the quality of of photo that you put up there is just as important as what you're putting up there. Um, Again, you don't want to clutter your home page with a whole bunch of pictures. One beautiful, well, um, good quality photo is going to speak way louder than a whole bunch of little snapshots from your phone. Um, so quality is another big, big thing with your with your visuals. Make sure you have good quality. Well, uh, uh, what about and let, let's continue. Uh, sure. let, let me put you on the spot a little bit, okay? Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, uh, we're we're in the middle of the launch of Obamacare, mm-hmm. okay? And probably the most famous website in America today is that website uh, that everybody goes to or doesn't or can't go through. Have you looked at it? Um. Yes, I have. Okay. Uh, uh, did you try to sign up? By the way. <laughs> Uh, that's let's a personal stay, question. I okay. love to stay on task. Yeah, I want to talk to you guys about the great things that small businesses can do and um, how to how to make sure that they understand that branding and graphics really, really can make a big difference. Um, and those three points are about uh, doing too much and being inconsistent. And then the third one is what we like to say, don't make them think. And this is um, something about about being abstract. If if your widget is or your name is real abstract, then use a tagline underneath it that really explains what you do. Um, Some things on your website are, should be, or everything on your website, I'm sorry, should be logical about where you put things. Um, You know, the upper right-hand corner, that's where people are going to look for your 1-800 number. So if, um, if customers finally find you and then they don't understand what you are, they can't find answers to their questions real quickly, they're going to move on. So um, that's another big thing that we, we like to say, like have a recipe, stick to it, and then don't make them think. Those are kind of our big three very simple rules for small businesses. Well, okay. Well, I, I want to keep you on a while longer. Do you mind? Okay. No, not at all. Well, uh, and, and you, you neatly segue away from it. But what I wanted to really <laughs> ask you about, the, uh, the, uh, because uh, since we're not a visual, um, not yet anyway, we now have a video channel. But um, that site, to me, um, doesn't seem, you know, for one thing, they chose to put an attractive girl, which I was surprised they did. But... Uh, it seems to me that it's not a site that is very welcoming, and sites should be welcoming. Um, I agree. Yeah, I do think, um, and that goes for all size businesses, small and large. Um, you want it to be a quick read, tell me why I'm there, make sure it's all organized, um, and let me and answer my questions right away. You should be able to navigate through your website really quickly and easily. Um, and those are, again, these are things that you can get help with if you don't know anything about web design. There are some great templates that you can get out there. There's a website called creativemarket.com that's got 
great templates and they also have great graphics like your charts and graphs and all those things there's they're so important and they um they're affordable on that site you can get things for free and for thirty dollars you can spend next to nothing and really add some great details and components to your website that are going to make you look really professional and help um, communicate all your information quickly. And that's uh, that's a super important thing. If we have to think and navigate through, we're going to get frustrated and we're going to go somewhere else. What's that website again? It's called creativemarket.com. It's a great resource. I love it. Really? And they have everything. They have fonts and um, colors and all sorts of graphic elements that you can download. And um, it's, it's just a great resource. Well, but let me ask you a question. Um, sure. What do you do? You've been giving all this free advice for people to go <laughs> off and do it. Well, I do all that stuff myself as well. I do identity work and design and logos and all sorts of things. I come up with my own campaigns, and our team works together to do all this too. But I know not everybody can afford to work with. You know, some of these small, small mom-and-pop shops don't have any money to do to do anything. Um, so I, w- I want to make sure people understand that there are resources out there to at least get you started. At some point, I would highly recommend you set aside a budget of any kind and just make a phone call and just ask. You'd be surprised what agencies can can do with different budgets of all sizes. Um, and it is, I mean, you can tell when you walk into one of your friend's houses and they've had an interior designer work, you can tell right away. And I think the same sort of applies um, with your own business, when somebody's invested a little time and effort okay. into it, it really, really shows. Okay. Can you can you stand by for just one minute while we take sure. a quick break? Okay. Want to know more about health savings accounts for your company or yourself? Go to 2hsa.com and get a free employer's primer. Health savings accounts are a cost-effective way of offering health care benefits to your employees and yourself. HSAs build retirement funds for your employees, improve morale, and reduce your health care benefit costs. For a free employer guide to HSAs, go to 2hsa.com. That's 2hsa.com. Hi. Uh we're, uh, we've been having a fascinating conversation with Suzanne McGinnis. Suzanne, how can people reach you? Oh, they can reach us at 3defined.com. It's T-H-R-E-E-D-E-F-I-N-E-D, 3defined.com. Well, uh, you, you've, been fa- you've been a fascinating, um, uh, and I want to invite you back. Oh, well, thank you so much. This is really important stuff for small businesses, so I'm happy to be here and hopefully help somebody. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening tonight. All of our guests are invited because they offer actionable advice to our audience. They do not pay to join us, but rather demonstrate their capacity for helping our audience add profits. Thank you for listening, and we'll be here again next week with other experts to talk about ways to improve your profit picture. Remember, we're here every week at blogtalkradio.com slash smallbusinessdigest. If you like what you heard today, 
tell others about our efforts. If you would like to be a guest or su- suggest topics for future hours, email me at info at smallbusinessdigest.net. That's info at smallbusinessdigest.net. We would also like to remind listeners that besides our radio efforts, Small Business Digest comes to you via the web, through our video channel, and in our magazine. You can subscribe for any or all of these by going to smallbusinessdigest.net. That's smallbusinessdigest.net. Thank you, and have a good day.